0: I, my heart is just to share like what it is that God, is is putting on me to share. I was reading in Matthew the other day, and says like, like what I've whispered to you, uh, shout from the rooftops, and that really convicted me because, God be laying so much on me, on a daily basis, um, especially since becoming a mother. And, um, you know, I think it's meant to be shared, not everything, but certainly some things. So that's what I want to do here. If you're new, my name is Morgan Nicole Mbadwa. I am a wife, a mom, a writer, um, a photographer, a videographer, a lover, a fighter, depending on who you ask. I'm from Houston, Texas, and this podcast is called Kiss the Waves, and it is one millennial's journey to loving God well in the modern world, which is a tall order, but we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Let's get straight into it. I'm going to pray for us. This is something that you wouldn't know that I do because you don't see me if you listen to the podcast, you just hear me. But I cover my head when I pray, because I just want to honor God, and um, our hair is our glory, and um, (laughs) this is usually how I look. This is not my prayer shawl, this is a throw. Usually I throw on that prayer shawl and get it popping, but here we go. Um, Lord, thank you so much for this time together. Thank you for your word, for revelation, for choosing us, for... Your sovereignty, God, you truly hold all things together and you truly work all things together. And we bless you for that. We ask that um you speak. Um, that you speak and that you use us and that you continue to mature us and mold us to create in us a clean heart and renew within us a right spirit. I repent for anything that I've done or said or thought that might disqualify me from spreading your gospel and speaking your truth. I ask that you cleanse my heart cleanse my hands let me be blameless before you so that i can do your will and i pray that for everyone under the sound of my voice as well god we just ask for your forgiveness and we thank you that you toss our our sins in the sea of forgiveness, and you remember them no more thank you for the grace that abounds um even when sin abounds i uh, thank you for your faithfulness even when we're faithless. i ask that um we would hear you clearly that you speak to our hearts um that you will rebuke the devourer for our sake. It's in your son, Jesus Christ's powerful name we pray. Amen. Okay. Um, I've been talking about, thinking about praying through offense. And um the Lord brought this verse to my heart when I was thinking about what it means to be offended and how like offense is like really rooted in us being prideful and how offense can make us salty. And um, I try, I really want to be clever with my titles um, when it comes to this podcast, because I want, I want people to click, but I also like, I want you to know that I'm thinking about what I'm producing, you know? So the title is um, Salty Versus Salted. Here's the verse. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Matthew 5, 13. God has called us to be the salt of the earth. He's called us to bring flavor. And I just thought about all the different properties of salt. How salt can um, retain water. How salt can... um, be used as a, a cleaning mechanism um, or a cleaning agent rather um, there's just tons of uses for salt and that is what God has called us to be but he has not called us to be salty as a matter of fact when you eat something and it's salted well it brings flavor and it tastes good but when you eat something and it's salty um it can like ruin your appetite, it can ruin a meal and and so, yeah, God hasn't called us to be salty, He hasn't called us to live offended um and there are countless verses to um to back up that assertion um I was thinking about how Jesus is hanging on the cross, and he could have he could have begged God to. Take the pain away or to take him. But he instead he asked that God forgave those who were mocking him and casting lots. Um he asked God to forgive them because they know not what they do. There's a thief hanging next to him and and, and he tells him, Surely this day you will join me in paradise to the moment where he is taking his last breath on the cross that we put him on, he's still interceding for us. Every reason in the world to be offended and is not. I wanna read Philippians 2. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit, are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. lot there. But here's the main synopsis. We are being compelled by love to remain humble. An offense is rooted in pride. When you choose to dwell on something that someone has done to offend you, you're saying I can't believe this person has the audacity to be human to me. I cannot believe Uh, This person has the unmitigated gall to do something to offend me. How dare them? So now you've placed yourself on a pedestal. When Jesus is very clear, look, they hated me. They're going to hate you without cause, like without even a reason. They persecuted me. They're going to persecute you. We want to do the greater works But we don't want the great suffering that comes alongside the greater works. So it really is a heart posture thing. Like, do you even want to do greater works to glorify God or do you want to do it to glorify yourself? Because if it's to glorify yourself, then the crucifying of your flesh won't work. But if it's to glorify God, then the crucifying of your flesh is par for the course. We suffer with him so that we might too be glorified with him. If I'm thinking of, of someone else as better than myself, which is what I'm being asked to do here, if I want to be of one mind and one pers- purpose, I can't be divided. An offense causes division. You want to see a church break down? You want to see a relationship shatter? Like, be offended. And stay there. Because I'm not saying that you won't be offended. That people won't offend you. They will. I'm just saying don't stay there. I'm not even saying don't be mad. Or sad. Or whatever feeling you might feel. I'm just saying don't stay there. Because your feelings are not your God. And when you make your feelings your idol. You do whatever they tell you to do. But when you keep God as God, when you make him Lord and Savior, then whatever he tells you to do, you do, whether you feel like it or not. So the Bible says it's okay to be angry. Just don't sin. Um, Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires, that he requires. Um, human anger leads to sin. So it's not good for us to have. Um, In your time, please read Matthew 18, 21 through 35. It's the parable of the unforgiving servant. It's a really good story, but the gist of it is that um, there is a servant who is forgiven a massive debt. Just slate completely wiped clean. And he has a servant who owes him much less than what he owed. And as, instead of being merciful to his servant, he's stringent and strict and abrasive and demands that the debt be paid. So when the other servants catch wind of this, they tell the master, and that unforgiving servant is thrown in jail until his debt is paid. Um And the parable goes on to say, like, that's what God will do with us. <laughs> and so it's important that um, we forgive and that we love. The Bible says, he who has been forgiven much loves much. And we've been forgiven a debt that we could never repay. Never. So it is, it is our reasonable service to submit our bodies. And your mind is a part of your body. And you willingly submit and sacrifice your mind to God. We, we love God with all of our mind not just part of it. You can't be partially submitted to God. Either he's the God of everything or he's the God of nothing. And he's earned lordship over our lives. Just by virtue of the fact that he saved you, he's earned your submission, your trust, your love, your obedience, your giftings. The one who gave it deserves it. The one who gave it, you owe it to him. Luke 6 28 says, Bless those who curse you, pray for those who hurt you. I mean, is that not it? Like, just forgive. Like, just make the decision. I can hurt for you, but I don't want to be hurt by you. I'm not going to give you that power. You could do something hurtful, but it hurts me more to know that that's a behavior that you have than the fact that you did it to me. Who am I? <laughs> like, really, who are we in the grand scheme of things? Unchecked offense cannot live in a healthy heart. Like a weed in a garden, it can grow, it can sprout, it can spread, right? But... You have to rip it up. At the first sign of it, you have to rip it up. And you have to tend to your garden so well, the garden of your heart so well, that the first sign of offense is so glaring to you that you immediately take it to the feet of Jesus. If you take offense to God first, not yourself, not the altar of your emotions, not your friends, like like, resist that temptation to pick up the phone and call somebody when you've been offended process every emotion with God 1 Corinthians 13 y'all know where I'm going with this love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude it does not demand its own way it is not irritable And it keeps no record of being wronged. When I live in offense, it means that I'm deliberately keeping a record. I'm taking on offense. When the Bible clearly states that we are not to take offense, Um, unchecked offense undermines the gospel. Second Corinthians 521 for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Jesus died for us while we were yet in our sin. We need to die to our flesh while while we're yet being um, offended by somebody while while they're yet and they're sinning against us. We need to die to ourselves and be like, God, forgive them give me the will and the capacity and the desire to forgive them so that I can be made clean, so that I'm blameless before you. We talked about this. Unchecked offense causes division. Ephesians 4.3 says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. And the opposite of binding, what is that? Division. If if we want to be bound we we have to make every effort to keep the peace and it seems like culture would have you make every effort to be upset every effort to be offended instead of making every effort to bind yourselves together with peace unchecked and unresolved offense is rooted in pride james 4 6 god opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble Offense makes the offender the villain and you the victim. But do you ever see anywhere in scripture where Jesus is defined as a victim? Where he even self-identifies as a victim? You never see that. No matter how misused he was, no matter how mistreated he was, he is not a victim. As a matter of fact, when, (laughs) when he's about to be crucified, he says these words in John 10, 18. This is one of my favorite scriptures ever. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. For I have the authority to lay it down when I want to. And also to take it back up again. For this is what my father has commanded. Nobody could take Jesus' life from him. He came down here and gave his life because like, he understood the assignment. And so we now are caused... We're, 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 we're given this cause to make the choice to lay down our will, to lay down our lives and give it to Christ. You have the choice. The Bible is clear. You choose life, or choose death. I'm going to sit the both options before you. Deuteronomy. Like I, I'm giving you the, cho- I'm giving you the choice, but I'm also giving you the answer. Choose life. Offense disqualifies us from forgiveness. Matthew 6, 14 through 15. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. Very cut and dry, right? (laughs) Sensible people control their temper. They can earn respect by overlooking wrongs. Proverbs 19:11. Just be sensible at the end of the day. <laughs> like just believe the best. Just hope the best. Keep no record of wrong. Just rejoice when the truth wins out. Just be kind. People are going to make you mad. It's okay. And here's something that I want to say to those who are preparing for marriage. If you get in the habit of having a real short memory when people rub you the wrong way or offend you or hurt your feelings, you will be an excellent spouse. When you learn how to master yourself and govern yourself to the point where you say, it's some stuff I'm just not about to dwell on. You're gonna be a great spouse. When you make up in your mind that you're not gonna manipulate someone else emotionally, you're not gonna to try to punish them. Think about it like this someone makes you mad, right? They do something, doesn't matter how big or small, but it, 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 it upsets you, right? You have a choice to show that anger, you have a choice to voice that anger. You have a choice. Nobody's making you be angry. Nobody's forcing you to say how angry you are. Nobody's forcing you to give the silent treatment. Nobody's forcing you to cuss them out. You do that. And it's because you want them to know just how mad you are. It's because you want to exact punishment. But you're not the judge. You're not the jury. You're not the executioner. You're a servant. You're a servant. And when the the person who you're serving makes you mad, I think it'd just be better to swallow it. And, and, And I'm not saying that there's not place for healthy confrontation. I'm not saying not to advocate for yourself. I'm just saying exercise the fruit of the spirit. Sometimes it's not the best time to have a conversation. Sometimes it's not the best time to correct someone. In love or otherwise. There's a time for everything. And you got to be so controlled in your emotions that you don't make them God. Don't be one of those people who's moody. Don't be one of those people who's a mixed bag. People don't know what they're going to get out of you. Just be consistent. Just be one of those people who, like, a person knows. If I reschedule, if if I have something come up, If I forget, if I'm human and something happens, this person is not about to be bent out of shape about it. They're going to be understanding. They're going to be sweet. They're going to be loving. They're going to be flexible. They're going to be malleable. Be one of those people. Aren't those people just fun to be around? Don't you enjoy those people more? Be him. Be her. (laughs) That's how Jesus was. That's how Jesus is. He doesn't have to sit at the right hand of God and intercede for us. He could just sit sit there on his throne, soaking in that holy, 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 holy. holy, 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 holy. But he chooses us. Even when we sin against him, he still chooses us. So you got to make the decision. Because we always tell people, taste... Taste and see that the Lord is good. And they're like, based on how you taste, you're salty. (laughs) You're not salted. You're not seasoned well. You're salty. And I don't know if I want that. So live a life that's on fire. Like, be your authentic self all the time. Have integrity. Be the kind of person that people walk away from and they're not drained. They they feel full. You know, they feel loved. They feel encouraged. They feel edified. Even if you challenge them. Don't live offended. It doesn't add anything to you to be mad at somebody. It doesn't add any value to your life. To make sure somebody knows that they rubbed you the wrong way. If anything, it just steals your joy. And the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Your offense is making you weak. It's making you unreliable. It's sullying your witness. It's turning people off. Because you won't get over yourself. It's time. Like, it's time. (laughs) So I love you guys. I think I'm going to do this more. More videos. I don't know how long this is going to take to upload. That's one thing that I didn't take into account. However, I will say I want to do this from now on and I want to have more guests and right now it's real humble and it's real like I'm recording on my phone and on my camera and that's it and ain't no lighting and ain't no headphones and ain't no sound and ain't no like we ain't got all the things yet soon come but for now thank you for writing with me and thank you for listening thank you for sharing thank you for engaging um Kiss the Waves podcast was birthed out of obedience and it is how I process a lot um C.S. Lewis has a quote that says I've learned to kiss the waves that knock me up against the rock of ages and that's my life you know a lot of waves (laughs) a lot of crashing Okay, a lot of knocking up against and um, you know I've embraced them embraced the thorns and the obscurity and the unknown because I know that my redeemer lives and I know in whom I have believed and he ain't led me wrong and he won't ever and he's not left my side and he won't ever And he's calling me to talk to y'all. So, that's what I'm going to do. Be blessed. Love you guys so very much. Bye.